0: It feels like we've been in this same state of uh, just a background radiation of Brexit and it sometimes just bubbles up like th- like today and it's just I just go oh yeah that's still fucking happening isn't it
1: Yeah it's like walking through the Chernobyl exclusion zone occasionally you just come across something randomly in the middle of nowhere for no good fucking reason that's going to all of a sudden kill you Yeah why is <laughs> my hand burning Hello stalker Brexit sudden
2: Welcome to Podcasting as Practice, welcome back I should say. Um, we took a little week off the news last week because fuck all happened and then we decided on a whim we should probably do a news episode and then a bunch of fucking news happened so we're well, sorry but this is our fault.
0: <laughs> very, very lave of heaven isn't it?
2: <laughs> so my name's David, I am the producer, editor... Um, the poor fucker that has to put this stuff together, basically. Um, yeah,
0: David does like all of the work. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, but it's self-inflicted, so don't feel any sympathy. Back to more news, and I am here with Alistair.
0: Hello, um, it's me, Alistair. I feel really weird because I woke up with like half of a cold this morning, so um, I've sort of just been taking in all of the Brexit shit that's sort of been rolling in today through osmosis, and basically um yeah i've now got brexit brain so uh, that's good and i can't wait for the medication that's going to cure that to be uh, hard to get hold of once we crash out on the 1st of november
2: we're here with michael as well
1: hello uh not been on in a couple of weeks and i've been doing nothing but following brexit because i apparently hate myself so i thought i'd join y'all
3: and for the first day we've got sam as well hi i'm sam here uh so as i said it's my, as has been said it's my first time and also sam's no my real night name so there may be a few times of which people say sam what do you think and there'll be a few dead seconds and then i'll then then <laughs> the penny will finally drop and i'll kick in but i'll do the best i can That's right. that's what the magic
2: of editing is <laughs> because actually anytime anyone of us says a joke we have to leave 30 seconds a gap i edit that out and then once we're all told to laugh
0: I edit that back in. Yeah, edit all the laughter uh, in in post. That's, uh... <laughs> the Big Bang
2: Theory. This, this this whole thing is actually just done in post. The, the entire podcast is pure post.
1: Cheers yes. is filmed in front of a live studio audience. <laughs> None of these
2: people are real. I'm not real. You're not real.
0: Oh Well, uh, should we talk about some Extinction Rebellion?
3: Oh, please do. Uh, yeah, let's. Uh,
0: well, Extinction Rebellion have been uh, up to the road tricks again. Um, and the police are not happy about all of the um kind of various weird things that uh Extinction rebellion uh they do i mean they do i mean we covered a lot of it in the um uh, climate episode but uh f- things from um most recently um blocking a train or a tube train at uh, on the jubilee line at Canning Town, uh by jumping on top of it um all the way from that to super gluing themselves to uh, various doors of um oh, important buildings in
3: London was the boy who super glued himself on top of the plane was he part of those guys
0: did they super glue themselves to the plane i don't remember hearing somebody that. somebody did but um yeah the police have got sick of their shit and have section 14 would their asses and um have also started iding people trying to cross uh, oh shit what was that what was that bridge I was doing that on oh, uh, oh yeah albridge yeah, uh, there, there was a bridge it's in always... London, um, I can't remember which one uh, where they were, if um, people were trying to walk across it, the police were saying um, show us some ID, uh, which you don't actually have to show them uh, but they were still asking for it anyway which is, you know, uh, all well and good uh, the, the, police, yeah, the police are only ever your friends as uh, as taught to us by Extinction Rebellion
2: What, uh, what is Section 14? Uh... For anyone unaware
0: Section 14 is uh, it's the section 14 of the Public Order Act um, and it basically means, um, as far as I understand it, uh, Extinction Rebellion are basically not allowed to protest in London um, for the immediate future. Um, I'm not sure what the exact specifics are. So um, section
1: 14 is on imposing conditions on public assemblies. If the senior police officer Um, And this is going to be a direct quote, because it's probably easier than me trying to sum up. Having regard to the time or place at which and the circumstance in which any public assembly is being held or intended to be held, reasonably believes that it either will result in serious public disorder, damage to property or disruption to the life of the community, or the persons organising it is the intimidation of others with a view of compelling them not to enact not to do an act they have a right to do. So basically, either if they're going to cause problem or they're going to stop people from doing things that they're legally intended to do. This means
2: that a senior police officer can pretend to just be a precog and decide that crimes will happen?
1: <laughs> yes, very much so.
0: It's, it's, it's really interesting that this has been imposed on... Uh, you know, this... I mean the most explicitly like, non-violent, non-confrontational, really, protest that, I mean, is even conceivable, And, you know, it's quite staggering that this is... Oh, well, I mean, it's not really that staggering if you've ever seen anything the police have done. But um, <laughs> it just goes to show that, you know, <laughs> even if you try to challenge the status quo in the most... I mean, I want to say underwhelming sort of way imaginable. You are still going to... Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, peak liberal, uh, you know, middle class liberal way. You are still going to get uh, confronted with, you know, this manifestation of state power of saying, no, you're not going to do that uh, because that is
1: mildly disrupted to the interests of capital. Fucked up if true. So the thing about Section 14 is, <clears throat> it's supposed to be either given for specific areas with advanced notice um (laughs) (laughs) eg there's going to be a festival on so we're going to restrict how many people can be in an area or they might be subject to stop and search and a couple other regulations like that it allows sort of enhanced police controls over an area um and that's supposed to have i want to say six weeks notice but i could be wrong in that figure um or it's supposed to be and and if they give notice it's for a specific area for a specific length of time e.g. you know 8 hours or until a, a, a specific event done, or it's um. supposed to be a temporary order uh, which is to avoid localized disruption um e.g. it would be potentially fair enough for the home office and and, and pretty patel to have issued section 14 to say for whatever reason I I, I don't believe it's, it's of a genuine um, concern um, uh, with regards to the di- damage to property, etc etc. But if they believe that Extinction Rebellion were going to cause undue uh, issue in Trafalgar Square itself, they could issue a Section 14 order for Trafalgar Square and the nearby um, areas and, and say, you can't meet here for like a week.
2: Yes, it's fair to say that Section 14 is a bit of a fucking blank check for the polis.
1: Yeah, right. so what's actually came up, and it's... Likely going to be challenged in the course is that at present, um, Pretty Patel has ordered them to do, and they have done so because bootlickers. Um, they have literally just signed off an order that says Extinction Rebellion meetings of more than I think four people <laughs> basically four people. anywhere in London aren't allowed. Which, as many commentators have said, this includes, you know, if a group of school children, and I mean like children, children, like 10 year olds happen to have an XR banner or two as they leave school, all of a sudden, that's an illegal assembly. Mm,
2: that's going to make the um, uh, Fridays for Future quite interesting. <laughs> Looking <laughs> forward to seeing the Metropolitan Police crack down on some pre-teen skulls, for fuck's sake. Oh,
1: ah, Jesus. It's a oh, horrendous honey. overreach, which should not Polish. be surprising to MD, um especially given Pretty Pri- 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 Patel's in the Home Office. But it's just horrendous. Yeah,
0: it's not yeah, so much bootlickers uh, as wearing the
1: boots herself. Yeah, she that's the thing. I was when I when I said bootlickers, I was actually for once referring to the cops as the bootlickers. Um, <laughs> I, I know they literally wear the boots in, in most of these occasions, but they're Pretty Patel said to do a thing that's almost certainly illegal and has never yet been tested, and they just turned around and said, Yeah, sure, why not?
2: Auto fellatio for authorities. I I don't
1: know. It's Oh,
0: yeah.
2: Uh, oh okay, okay, Um right, so what else quick? has happened then outside of the, the wonderful joys of Extinction Rebellion? Um
0: well, um once again, because apparently it's that time of year, it's the end of summer, so inevitably uh it is the annual um McDonnell ousting of Jeremy Corbyn. Ah,
2: the silly season finale. I ho-
0: yeah, I hope I hope you all got your um ousting hats on because um <laughs>
1: <laughs>
0: so uh, there's been a few articles uh, from various um, publications saying um, McDonnell plans to dislodge Corbyn and the New Statesman uh, the Express Corbyn's Labour crumbles as John McDonnell blah 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 um and as ever, as ever as it is has as it has been in every year prior to this one since Corbyn was elected, it's a bunch of fucking wank because John McDonald and Jeremy Corbyn go back forty fucking years. So yeah. any pretense that John McDonnell is manoeuvring against Corbyn is just utterly untrue on such a fundamental level.
3: Like oh, yeah. I do, I do and the- say, sorry. I do wonder if they're so like trying to uh, run off the idea that leftists are always splitting off of each other so when they encounter McDonald and Corvin who have been working you know uh, like peas in a pod for as long as they can they're trying to so like make it come into existence um, I'll be going yeah, into that um, with my with the thing that I'll be talking about
0: Well you got to remember that um, the people like most of the people in the media are just utterly utterly cynical um in in all of their interpretations of politics, because they're not yeah. used to um, a leader of a political party that isn't interested in power for power's sake. I mean, um, I mean, if there's one thing you could say about Jeremy Corbyn is that he probably wasn't intending to ever become prime minister. So it is under. I mean, the,
2: the <laughs> last time the last time we had a prime minister like that was probably fucking John Major. <laughs> <laughs> like that's how long it's been they've been stuck in this weird status quo of every single person in politics is there for themselves basically what Jess Phillips actually is, that's what they've actually experienced and thought yeah that's that's exactly what the case is everyone is Tony Blair, everyone is aspirational because obviously politics has been fuck all but aspiration for the past fucking however bastard long, like that's the only way that they can see politicians
1: hmm but yeah yeah, mcdonald summed this um, entire thing up um one year one month ago um 16th of september 2018 He tweeted every year media run the same laughable story of a mcdonald coup against jeremy one year they said i was plotting coup and at the same time holding jeremy hostage forcing him not to resign jeremy and i for 40 years have been as one and always will be get used to solidarity and action
0: i think it's that word there that no liberal journalist will ever understand it, and its solidarity
3: mm. really i thought it was going to be action
0: <laughs> <laughs> just like they won't they will never understand you know um class, like actual genuine class uh you know class structures um they all think that fucking Jess Phillips is working class when uh, one of her parents was a high ranking uh like admin in the nhs Mm-hmm. Like it's just all bullshit as it always is.
3: I was just gonna. I was just gonna say you could even argue that they do know about that, and they're just continuing to write in order to basically support said class division thing in order to try and obfuscate as best they can. Just oh to maintain yeah, it. true.
0: Yeah, I mean they understand their own class interests, but they don't ever understand you know actual genuine working class interests, like genuine yeah. working class, not. Air quotes, frothy coffee, working class.
3: <laughs> <laughs>
2: so um, that's obviously that's that's just the
3: usual fucking shite. Is everything else in Labour okay? Uh, there's been news about how uh, uh, Louise Elmans decided to quit the Labour Party, apparently over uh, citing um, uh, the uh, presence of anti-Semitism accusations with uh, towards Labour. Now this has been going on for i mean i i, I don't know anything about elvin i mean she's she's apparently uh uh she's
0: the, a fucking nobody like mm, absolute Liverpool no Riverside. name
3: but the thing is i mean this uh this ties into effectively um what was we were talking about earlier with the uh how uh, journalists do seem to write about things trying to essentially make it happen with regards to mcdonald uh making a coup against Jeremy but this is a hell of a lot more dangerous I would say because there are distinctly some people who wish to try and uh cripple the idea of progressive leftism with accusations of anti-semitism now of course that does not mean that there are no anti semites in the left movement of course there are it's a thing you always get the people who try to co-opt uh left movements in order to advance anti anti-semitic idealism this is an unfortunate undeniable thing but that's the thing about anti-semites they always try and dig in like some kind of i don't know tick but uh you know much more unpleasant generally you can find it find these people out because given enough alcohol enough time they will begin to be accusing the fact that it's not simply the government of israel that's you know causing a lot of problem with uh palestine but the inherent Jewish biological Jewishness that's the problem, and so you'll be able to say, Ah, that person's a right out anti Semite. Um, but the thing is, the, 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 so much of the media has been representing that if you're going against the uh, imperialist uh, attitude of the current Israeli government, then that is anti Semitism. That is extremely dangerous, I'd say, because it's you get, also you're... in itself anti Semitic. Oh, absolutely. Going by th- the the definitions that have been, you know, bandied about, it's quite it's it's uh, very very saddening that it
0: keeps on going about. The biggest concern is the fact that um, you know, I mean, for a start, Louise Elman was um, chair of uh, Labour Friends of Israel, which is you know notoriously notoriously anti Corbyn. So
2: that's it's also the Jewish organisation that. Um... You don't need to be Jewish to be in, isn't it?
1: It is. It's also the Jewish organization that former chair um, Joan Ryan, at uh, a position that Louise Elman then took up after Ryan quit the Labour Party earlier this year. Uh, Joan Ryan was <coughs> offered a bribe by a representative of the Israeli government, a bribe of, I believe, £1 million in exchange for. allegedly in uh, uh, No, what? I can cite a source. Yeah, There's a video of it. Al Jazeera have video. You know, I always yeah, wonder right, okay. what's the deal with those
3: kind of with that those kind of business deals. Do they give them the million quid straight up, or do oh they no, do
0: a, a, there's a there's a burlap sack filled with fifty pound notes.
3: Yeah, but the thing is, I mean, <laughs> is there ever been a case in which you know somebody's accepted money from one of these uh the, one of these groups saying, oh, well, you promote these terrible views, and they take the money and then they don't do it? I mean, what the hell are the people going to trying to you know? Uh, uh, you know, well, it's these not necessarily.
0: Go- it's about buying influence, isn't it? It's um, mm, you true. know having 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 um, uh, you know, like like Mike Gape, like Mike Gapes um got went to um was it Saudi Arabia? He went to several times. Um, I, I've, I kind of forgot what I was talking about. But the other the other thing that um I was thinking was the fact that whenever whenever someone quits Labour Party citing um. The uh, the intrinsic anti-Semitism of Jeremy, like P- Jeremy Corbyn's personal anti-Semitism, basically, it's um, especially dangerous because it provides cover for people who are, you know, genuinely hold vile anti-Semitic <coughs> beliefs, because it um, makes it seem as though these are normal opinions to have for a start, and it obfuscates, um, you know, the actual anti-Semitism of. Uh, That's present within any party. I mean, you had um, uh, we had the whole thing with uh, Toby Young uh, the other week, um, making weird anti-Semitic remarks uh, towards um, uh, what's his name Um, Philip Hammond. That's the one. Mm -hmm. Um, So it's it's and it's always in bad faith. It's always a cover for. oh, I just don't disagree with Jeremy Corbyn because he's a socialist, essentially, and thinks that the government of Israel is a is a bad government because it's a right-wing, um, you know, apartheid state at this Imperialist point. Imperialist debut.
1: So the thing is that this whole thing is all uh, actually tangential to the subject anyway. Um, uh, her, see, Louise Ellman's uh, constituency Labour Party issued a statement um, after she had left saying, and I quote, the Labour Party recognises the hard working commitment Louise has shown to her constituents over the past 22 years. Unfortunately, she made it very clear at the last CLP meeting that she could not support a Jeremy Corbyn led government. This inevitably meant that Louise would be triggered, referring to the trigger ballots to deselect her, and was very unlikely to win any reselection process. To be clear, there had already been motions of no confidence called on Louise Ellman the votes had yet to take place it was exceptionally clear that Louise was not going to be reselected to be an MP so any indication as to why she's left is up for debate as she was not going to be um, the MP for much longer anyway and I think that's essentially all that needs to be said on the subject. But will any of the mainstream papers note that? Will they fuck? No.
3: Mm-hmm. <clears throat> right okay um, so uh, my next uh, my next thing I'm going to be talking about is uh, propositions for uh, voter ID as a requirement to vote the to vote in the UK now uh, obviously one could argue this has been done in good faith it could be good <laughs> if it was targeting you know a recognised amount of voter fraud except for two things one it's not being done in good faith, and two, voter fraud is so low as to be almost non-existent, and this is entirely, as Jeremy Corbyn has noted, is basically, is clearly discriminatory. It's wanting to Make it harder to vote. Make it harder for people who are don't have the time and resources to basically meet the requirements to vote, which are of course those who have the less amount of resources and money, and thus it's rewarding those who have more money and of course are less likely to vote Labour. So you know who uh, um who are you guys who has a passport? I actually, I do I do, but it's expired. <laughs> right? How much and I is a have passport? all my passports, including the ones that have been expired, because I've. Oh, what some a fucking bureaucratic reason.
1: Base uh, passport price is about 75 quid. Yeah, it's about 70, 75 quid thick. to renew okay. one. How to many of you have a
2: spare 75 quid? No. Mm. Yeah, that's a, <laughs> that's a
1: yeah, good point. That's the question, isn't it? Even, even the provisional driving license is about 30 quid.
2: Yeah, I mean, and we don't even know that the provisionals would be taken in such a scheme because a lot of places won't accept a provisional license for some fucking bizarre reason. Mm.
0: Dawn Foster was even saying that as she's. Um... Uh not diabetic, um uh Epileptic. Shit. Epileptic, that's the one. Um yeah, as she's epileptic, they she can't even get a uh, a provisional driving licence because she's yeah. not she'll never be allowed to drive. Yeah, there are people I, that
1: are, yeah. are any eligible.
0: And you've <laughs> also got to consider um if you're a student, uh, as you you know, you've had you've had the tip your uh, typical um conservative uh, media figures saying mm. um you know, oh, you could bring a bill or like or a, a counter-tax bill or anything like that. But um, if you're a student living in student accommodation, there is a very, very good chance that you don't have any bills with your personal, like, your name on it. And so, there's
1: also
2: the issue of the, the driver's license there as well, because mm-hmm. if the address doesn't match. Then probably. they exactly. could very well
1: refuse it. That's what I was going to say, yeah.
3: Very good point. Yeah. One that I hadn't
2: even. It's considered. shit and it's just a, it's just a pure, um, it's, it's just standard shitty Tory stuff where they just they want to make sure that they shrink the vote of the people who wouldn't vote for them. It's um, Voting isn't for you, scum.
1: Oh, I was just going to say, with regards to specific details, there were some tests in various forms of voter ID requirements. Some of them were photographic, some of them were not. Um, at the last local elections, um, uh, roughly. S- the full figure was about 1,400, 1,500 people were refused their vote because they didn't have the appropriate ID. Around half mm-hmm. of those later returned to cast their vote. So that means roughly around 720 people across 10 test council areas did not get to vote in local elections this year due to tests of this system, which these tests may have also been much more lenient than what's actually been proposed by the Tories.
3: Ladies and gentlemen, this is Democracy Manifest. <laughs> yeah, that's a, that's a feature, not a bug. So, what I highlight there are,
2: first off, it was a test in local mm. elections, which a lot of people don't bother their ass fucking turning out for, so that number is massively reduced than what a general election would be, or, say, another mm. referendum. And again,
1: that's only in um, 10 council areas. There's oh, yeah, yeah, hundreds yeah, I mean, in England. Did. What I'm
2: saying is, so if you if you consider like I mean 720 over ten council areas, so if you assume seventy two people, but that's on a shrunken, that's on a shrunken voter pool because that's just council elections. It's not full on general elections, which always gets a bigger turnout. So that's going to affect a lot more people. Secondly, one thing that I, I, I can't remember fucking who it was I seen mentioning this, but we already technically have a form of um, voter ID in the. Poll card? Um, yeah, and, and your polling yeah, card, yeah. yeah. Now, that's all well and good, fair enough, but there's a group of people that haven't been considered there. The homeless.
1: Aye, aye, yeah. good point.
2: What address do the homeless get their polling card delivered to? Mm.
1: It's why we don't have a requirement to, to use a polling card. Yep, um, And Correct. Anybody that suggests that we should have a requirement to a polling card, first off, that ignores the issue of the homeless. Second off, that ignores the issue of any issues um, with either multiple homes and... It's say what you like about oh. likely demographics. Ultimately, I think everybody <laughs> deserves to have the ability to vote. Um, mm. uh, uh, plus, there's also the general issues with the postal system. Polling cards aren't made of that tough material. Some are going to get damaged or, or broken up, um, at least to sufficient levels where somebody who decides to might re- decide to refuse them. Um, my dog ate my vote. Yes, exactly.
2: <laughs> yeah. Um, speaking of. Speaking of eating things, um, Laura Koonsberg done a tweet. This is real mystery of the day. Who ordered the Monster Munch for the cabinet office
0: in number 10? Little does she know, there is a certain podcast that was behind (laughs) this. No, no, we weren't behind it. Mm. And we know we weren't behind
2: it because although it was a multi-pack of Monster Munch, (laughs) there were good flavours in that pack. This government does not deserve flaming hot monster munch. We would they don't never even, send they don't even this deserve government pickled hot onion? monster munch. No, they do. They deserve, no, in fact, well, fair enough, they don't deserve pickled onion, but they do deserve roast beef.
1: Yeah, they do deserve roast beef.
3: What they deserve Fuckless. are the air pockets in Monster Munch, but yeah, Not yeah, the actual so- corn snack or any of the flavouring, even if it is roast beef.
0: <laughs> think, is that? Although, is like, uh, so so in this uh, particular tweet that Laura Coonsberg has tweeted about Monster Munch, they, it is a picture of a box filled with um, tubes of Pringles uh, barbecue flavour, the most superior of the Pringle flavours, and um, a multi pack Vi- of salt uh, and vinegar, and, and a pack, of, a multi pack of various flavours of Monster Munch. And I'm not sure are those tomatoes or oranges?
3: oranges. I think they're oranges. They? They're too big to be satsumas. I'm going to choose to believe that they're actually onions.
2: <laughs> oh Christ! Like that fucking
1: shit. Yeah,
0: Michael fella. Gove's just gonna one and bite into it. No, I no, Michael Gove would eat the skin. I, I envision
2: that for a moment, right? Just think about it for a wee second here. It's break time. They're all coming out. They're meeting about Brexit. They don't want to talk <laughs> about it anymore. They just want to take five minutes to unwind. Liz Truss slowly walks back to her little room. She sits down in her big chair, opens up her <laughs> big red binder with three pages in it looks at a picture of her with the Dulux dog that was taken on a photo <laughs> oh, op God. wistfully as she bites into a raw onion and cries
0: and then, there's, and then Michael Gove um, where has wrapped his feet around the, uh, the coat rack and is now hanging upside down <laughs> as he munches on an entire onion skin on, wondering what yes. the big deal is
1: yes oh. Shall yeah, so, we I mean talk about the yeah. main news the, of the main course Yeah,
2: yeah, the reason for the monster munch. Let's talk about that. Just a quick note. um, Due to the time that we recorded this episode, which was last week, before all the Saturday shenanigans in Parliament, uh, we've decided to just scrap this little bit of work and instead I'm going to accelerate you hard and fast into a Toby Young article. I should be sorry, but I'm not. Right, this article, ladies and gentlemen is by one Toby Young.
3: Bias <laughs> Youngford. Toby Young, who Crack, wrote,
1: Cracking one out
2: for my boy. How to
3: lose friends and
2: alienate people. <laughs> yeah, I just, I'm going to need this. I am going to fucking need this, because Jesus fucking Christ. Now, it may shock you, in the first instance on this article, but you might actually agree, to some extent, with the headline. Uh-oh. Mm. Oh right, I see. Mm. You have to laugh at Extinction Rebellion.
0: Mm. I, I suppose mean, I, I suppose I wouldn't degree, necessarily laugh. Mm. I mean I
2: would laugh at XR landlords getting themselves arrested. Like that that's funny.
0: XR police get arrested. <laughs> landlords accidentally <laughs> doing radical practice on themselves. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
2: Oh, let's let's not confuse um, grassing yourself up to the police for radical practice, shall we? <laughs> <laughs> a, a,
0: a landlord in prison is a good landlord.
2: Great. Really? <laughs> ah, almost good enough. Almost. Anyway, let's move through the article. So, I ventured out into Westminster earlier this week to take a look at the Extinction Rebellion protest, and it reminded me of the Edinburgh Fringe. I don't just mean the sheer number of people in fancy dress, such as the Red Rebels with their red robes and white face paint, all the men in gas masks. I mean, it was like a huge piece of political street theatre written by a brilliant satirist.
1: Did he instead go to a
0: goth rave? He's never been anywhere that sound that would be fun. I mean, have you? You, see, you must have heard that his article where, he, um, where no one turned up to his own stag do.
3: No, that's not quite true. <laughs> Four people turned up to the stag do, not including the person who arranged it in the first place. He's just a, he's a fucking lost Like he's like a ta- talentless Jeremy Clarkson.
0: Well, the only reason he got into, um, I think it was Oxford University, is because uh, his dad called the called them up and were like, "Are you sure about this?" And they were like, "Oh yeah, yeah, all right." And then that's how he got in. I mean, right. that's literally it. His his dad, who ironically um, wrote um, a seminal yeah. piece on meritocracy. <laughs>
2: Oh, man, the guy's a fucking ironic punchline. So good. (laughs) Yeah. Right. Wherever you looked, there were little comic comic vignettes.
0: Turn on your screen.
2: (laughs) At one point, having become slightly numb listening to one activist after another condemn Western consumerism, scare quotes, I popped into pret a only to be confronted by protesters politely queuing up to buy vegan baguettes. We
0: live in a society to quote <laughs> a wise scholar. The wisest of all the scholars. <laughs> I could have
2: sworn some of them were the very same people who'd been holding up signs saying end capitalism
0: moments before hmm curious (laughs) you you claim to hate capitalism and yet you're living in these tents hmm weird
2: then there was the hearse parked in trafalgar square complete with a coffin in the back labeled our future which immediately got a parking ticket
0: next to another hearse which had um toby young's career written on it
3: Oh, no, no. Well, actually, you know, with uh. the parking ticket being awarded, you could actually say that made the f- freaking thing even more poignant. Mm. Like, worked in favour mm. of the guys. Yeah, that's a fair argument. Yeah,
2: from some sort of, like, fucking... Adding insult to injury. ...wield kind of take, yeah, you could.
0: To be, I uh, No, I, I, I use this extremely cautiously to give Toby Young <laughs> some credit... Careful okay. now. Some I know, I know, I'm treading very carefully.
1: This is not praxis. <laughs>
0: Some <laughs> of the stuff that XR have been doing has been very um what the fuck?
3: Right. Like yes, um, no um there like was- tied to avant garde. Yeah, mm. avant garde. Not just avant garde, pretty- but you know, thinking that the cops are your friend.
1: Cops. I mean friend. No, I mean friends. that
0: I mean that's 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 just stupid rather than necessarily avant garde. But they've been doing a lot of stuff that could be considered quite alienating to um, you know someone who isn't of that um, very comfortable um, like you know sort of liberal arts um, stratum of society. Quite. Um, So I mean, what I'm saying is, he's like one thousandth of a point in favour to him. Um,
2: I think as the article goes on. You you'll be you'll be fairly justified in this opinion, right? Apart from that overzealous traffic warden, the reaction of the authorities was a model of restraint. This was obviously before, before Section fourteen was invoked. <laughs> At first, I found the police's failure to enforce the law irritating. I joked to James Dellingpole because, of course, he was out with fucking James Dellingpole. <laughs> that if it were a group of Catholic nuns protesting about changes to the Gender Recognition Act, the riot squad would have been straight in with the tear gas. Ho, 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 ho.
3: Oh, oh fuck. where the fuck is he going? Where the fuck does he uh,
2: come
1: uh, could
0: from? you Shut It'd be up. like a bad dream. It'd be like a bad fucking dream if I had like a in James Dellingpole and Toby Young walking up to me. Oh, good lord.
2: But he came around to this policy as the day wore on. Rather than turn the demonstrators into martyrs by arresting them en masse and dragging them into paddy wagons, paddy wagons for fuck's sake,
3: the police stood back for the most part and let them make fools of themselves. Mm. Okay, so mm-hmm. you know the whole, the whole, the whole Article 14 thing is so like kind of put that article to shit, really. So
2: uh, no, well, I mean, and th- fairness, this article was written before the Section 14 thing happened. Um, this was at the point where they were still kind of doing the the whole Occupy London but um, with uh, theatre trips type thing Um, on the day I was there, first prize went to Mark Rylance who gave a speech saying he'd been inspired to resign from the Royal Shakespeare Company by Greta Thunberg apparently the 59 year old actor hadn't realised BP's £7.5 million sponsorship deal with the RSC which has enabled 80,000 young people to buy tickets for £5 was immoral the 16 year old oracle had opened his eyes and the rsc has severed ties with bp
1: good so, good <laughs> just a second here though Eighty thousand young people were allowed to buy tickets for five pounds after bp gave the rsc seven and a half million pounds Seven and a half million a half a million pounds isn't enough money to just let eighty thousand young people into the rsc for free
2: also funny here that um, he's, he's bemoaning the fact that these people won't be allowed access to the liberal arts for that cheap amount of money when he's just spent four or five paragraphs shitting all over having to go and see the liberal arts. So <laughs> I don't know if this is like a children deserve punishment thing in his eyes.
1: but No, no, it's, but it's, it's one of these things that it, it's, it's an approved liberal art. Shakespeare is it's good and proper and British. Mm.
0: Yeah. Uh, it's it's funny, isn't it, how um we've got uh, an entire generation of people who've basically been told uh you know, if you study uh, you know, uh, if you do media studies like in the literal sense, um you are, you know, you're wasting your time and you're going to have you're going to have no career. And yeah, these are the exact skills in this age of absolute insane politics and media spin is are absolutely crucial skills that I know I know for like from my own life that I've only learned these skills as a result of uh, like my own you know, personal investment in the fucking uh, body politic at large. Mm. Like yeah, critical
2: <laughs> theory should be a fucking yeah. oh, universal Christ. thing that's taught. Like there's yeah. no way that we should just continue on the way things are without that kind of thing being embedded in the, the education system because we don't have it and that's why we're fucking here just now.
0: I mean, it's the manifestation of uh, you know neoliberal um, politics, and that's why we don't have. Well, that's and that's why we uh, you know was just uh, you know everyone's got a fucking hard on for STEM and coders and oh, apps and up. all that bullshit. As if, Stop as being if people like, learn to code. As if, as if culture, as if culture is just like this optional thing that isn't worth having. And I say that as yeah. someone who studied STEM. <laughs>
3: <laughs> you know, it's, it's 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 the exact same attitude. Uh, I find that you know. Fucking hell, it's the exact same attitude I find that some people have. Yeah, like, uh, you know, some liberals say, oh, we're a political party, but we don't have any policies. They'll be going on. <laughs> we just got some,
0: vibes. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> super, is
3: that you? <laughs> it's, it's, you know, you just get. <sighs> fucking hell. You just get these uh, people yeah. who think that everything is in a vacuum, that uh, in, <laughs> every man is an island, and so is my cat.
0: Well, they think they think that politics is too is like a number of perfectly smooth spheres bouncing around a frictionless room. Mm. I <laughs> the mean, only
2: smooth spheres going on are fucking own brains. Fuck's sake,
0: man! I right. thought you were going to say Toby Young's head.
2: <laughs> no, no. It's, if anything is smooth, in Toby Young, it's his
0: polished brain. to a mirror shine. Anyway, should we carry on with this? We <laughs> shall. Yeah, let's I carry like
2: on it. with this fun and enlightening journey through an XR protest. For all the demonstrators, talk of science, scare quotes are back, and their insistence (laughs) on telling, and again, the truth, it could not have been clearer that this global movement is a religious cult.
0: Wow, okay.
2: uh... Mm. Wow. Now you see, well, he had an inkling of a point, and he's now veering hard away from it. Several of the protesters seem to be in an emotional fugue state, their eyes burning brightly, like evangelicals possessed by the Holy Spirit. Many people have made this observation before, but the protesters' apocalyptic moralism, their absolute conviction that the world will end in our lifetimes if we don't purge ourselves of sin, is a textbook hallmark of millenarianism. I, I, I don't really know how he's managed to decide that. Like really, like millennials attempt to purge themselves of sin,
0: because um, I mean the the. The irony is that millennials are uh, millennials, and I um, Zoomers, I guess, as mm. well. Um, having followed in our <laughs> in our extremely depressed wake, um, are the only generation that have that are going to have to reckon with uh, the absolute, you know, the um, the luxury Harder. of uh, the Boomers and their children. You know, being the first generation that is going to have less than the generation that came before them. So yeah, we are. I mean, even even if um, we aren't going to all be wiped out by the climate and what we're doing to it, then the world that we have been handed is something worth protesting either way because we are worse off. Our lives are measurably worse, even Mm. though they, uh, even though Toby Young and dipshits like him think that we could all fix our lives by no longer buying fucking smashed avocado on toast. It's just... You know, they're trying I to mean, create this world that doesn't really exist, as though...
2: They're not trying oh, to create a world that doesn't exist. Though. They're, trying to, they're trying to continue the memory of one that did. They're trying to remember one where they were on top and they were going to remain on top and everything was fine and history would never fucking change because it was over. Right. And we yeah come end of history and we say well actually no shit's still continuing um there's nothing you can really do about it and we can either put up with it we can try and change it maybe but you know i mean when you look at the the, the, the sheer determination of all the all the politics of the fucking like we we'll go through like the late nineties, the early two thousands. It's no wonder that our generation's the first one to start going, "Hi, shit's on a fucked, minute. you." <laughs> this is new. This, <laughs> this is, is new. Pretty fucking, fucking bad. This is. I mean, we am not saying we're the first ones, but we're the first ones in general. Like by a probable majority, mm. to say this is a kind of bullshit thing, because the only other option we've got is to just lie there, take the fucking abuse and just well, that's every what they every fucking day that a gamma ray burst will wipe out every fucking one of us
0: oh wait no same actually
2: yeah I mean if you're not constantly fucking begging for the sweet release of death then are you really a <laughs> millennial
0: yeah it's, uh, I mean it's quite telling that uh, the irony is that uh, we uh, I, mean, I, I mean we as in us on this podcast at least I think in general are very much of the um, actually no if we all got wiped out tomorrow that would be fine
2: <laughs> it, would, it would be great fucking <laughs> yeah. asteroid 2020
0: uh. Yeah, um, I think that's Jeremy Corbyn's uh, top uh, policy.
2: To be mm. honest with you, As, of all the policies that I like of his, um, <laughs> that asteroid one is fucking right up top. Um, and it's no wonder that fucking Gen Z is even more rabid than we are because um, they fucking looked at so. us and went, "Fucking hell, that's bad. We don't want that shit." So they're going for the fucking get going, fighting for it, and it's even better. Good for them. Um, Fucking hell yeah, good for them. Like, fucking up the school strikers, up the lot of them. They're doing fucking really good shit and I hope that they continue it through um, as they mm. as they get older because we're going to need more of that shit to really affect some change. Anyway, we're getting well off topic of this shitty article so let's get back to some hell brain.
0: <laughs> Just drag us back down to this hell of a
2: reality. Yes, that's it. Straight back into the fucking basement level of Toby Young's thinking. Right, so are it has a good deal in common with Christianity in its febrile, late medieval phase, with St. Greta as Joan of Arc, but it's also post-Christian in the way predicted by Chesterton. I'm not thinking of his supposed comment about people believing in anything rather than nothing when they stop believing in God, although there was some evidence of that with different groups embracing paganism
3: in various forms. Ah, uh, yes, thinking... Christianity,
0: famously free of paganism.
2: G.K.
3: <laughs> Chesterton, G.K. Thinking... Chesterton. That's the same G.K. Chesterton who is all about putting Jews, making Jews wear a special hats so they'd be known forever as not properly English. That G.K. Chesterton. I'm, I could only assume it is that
2: Chesterton that he talks about, yes. It'd be weird that Toby Young would cite and um, anti Semite. You know, I know. Weird that their opinions would come close to each other. Strange. I'm thinking of another quote The modern world is full of the old Christian virtues gone mad. The odd thing is that none of these protesters were aware... No, sorry. Yeah. The odd thing is that none of the protesters was aware that they were in the grip of these religious ideas, even though it was obvious to any outsider. What? And this too... mm, And this too gave the affair a rich comic dimension. The high point of my day was witnessing a speech given by The Guardian columnist George Monbiot on Millbank. It was dusk and he was surrounded by hushed congregants sitting in a circle... He stood in a small box and delivered what what was, in essence, a religious sermon. He talked about how he and his fellow eco-warriors were kind, altruistic people, rebelling, scare quotes, with love in our hearts against an scare quotes, avaricious, vampiric, necrophilic economic system kept afloat by, scare quote, neoliberals and, scare quote, psychopaths. Ah, George, but you repeat yourself. You're the one that equated
1: the two, not us. It sounds like another
0: one of those geniuses who claims to understand... uh, Like um, A friend of the show, Francis Wheatman, who... um, You know, know, um, I'm I'm a very clever, smart um, economist or whatever the fuck um, Toby Young studied. uh, And I've never heard of the term neoliberal before. Like, my dude, come on. You know what a fucking neoliberal is? You either know what neoliberal is and you're pretending not to, or you are a genuine bona fide moron, and uh, I know what one my money's on.
2: (laughs) (laughs) If we love ourselves, we must purge this toxic system built around capitalism from our souls. George finished. The talk ended with some call and response, with George shouting out extinction, and the crowd replying, rebellion. It was like a scene from a 21st century equivalent of the life of Brian. Except in this version, the protagonist has embraced his messianic status.
0: So, Absolutely missing the point in Life of Brian there. Right.
2: I'm, I'm just going to point out that in a scene where, you know, if a scene from the Life of Brian where the protagonist had embraced his messianic status, that would literally just be the story of Jesus. All yeah, right. exactly. So he's missing. That's what I mean. Acti- he's missing the oh, point. Yeah, he's missed the point, <laughs> but he's actively just fucking decided that George Monbiot thinks he's Jesus. I- like he writes for the fucking Guardian for a start. He's not doing great on the whole, doing pure good aspect. Like George, George Monbiot has as a, as a columnist been quite shaky the last few years.
0: A he's recent, been more recently, as far much as much more I recently. Can see, as soon as
2: he's got into his climate stuff, he's got so much better. But it's um, it's still not great. It's still not like some sort of fucking. Unbelievably unblemished saintly. Fucking oh, no, existence. oh, definitely. And that's, not. He's, and he's trying to paint fucking George Mombio. as this just to it, obviously it's just to try and fucking tie up his little article and his little fucking they're actually all a cult thing. Um, mm. which is nice because I haven't seen cult stuff for a while. The last time I seen cult stuff was um momentum based, and it's been a while since we've had that kind of chat, so it's nice to see it making a comeback. Aye, that it is right. So he finishes off this am I being too flippant about what could metastasize into a violent doomsday cult in the same mould as Om Shinrikyo, the group that carried out the Tokyo subway sarin attack? Probably. Wow! <laughs> but for the, That's quite for the time being it's hard not to laugh.
0: Wow! Like, what? I mean Extinction well. Rebellion famous <laughs> m- like politically violent Group performing <laughs> a sarin gas attack.
1: Well, they're already wearing gas masks. Just, oh, fuck, he's onto something. No, yeah, no.
0: He's he's, he's uh, up until this point. I mean, he's kind of stuck with the Ah, oh, like they're like um, he's one of those people that clearly thinks that anyone to the left of like like in I don't know like Margaret Thatcher is like you know left wing, even if they're you know liberal. But um, I mean, it's been relatively tame until this, like in his like his cri- his critique, oh, because it's, it's, like just the fucking. The- I mean, if you I mean, if you're someone who is like you know solidly on the left, consider yourself a socialist. You are saying you know, extinction rebellions, class politics are for a start shit, but they're also not radical enough. They are fucking just. Mealy-mouthed almost, because well, I mean, no, they are mealy-mouthed. Cause they they are never critical of capitalism or really anyone
3: I mean, to, that in, to, 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 to a sufficient
0: extent. So they're like... never going to get to they're never going to get to a point where they're going to try and carry out some fucking attack like that. What the fuck are you talking about?
2: No, because um, the extinction rebellion, by their own fucking nature, they they can't possibly act in any way that would actually interfere with capital, like as an organisation, they won't do it. I mean, for one example um, that came out, just a take that I seem to... I say say, a take, it's a fucking fact. Like, um, obviously, they split off... Say split off. They decentralise themselves to some degree into little groups. So you've got your Extinction Rebellion landlords and Extinction Rebellion police. Um, Someone tried to set up (laughs) Extinction Rebellion socialists and the head group of it said no you can't do that that's too political
3: it's incredible <laughs> like, incredible they, scenes
2: they, they exist only within the status quo they, they've carved a little niche of oh well sometimes people go out on the street and do things so we'll just do that but more and that's all they've done and that's all they're capable of doing mm-hmm. and that's it's, extinction rebellion they're not a fucking they're not a fucking option yeah it, it
0: kind of i feel like that kind of ties back into uh, uh what i was saying about uh, you know uh, huh? liberals think oh. politics is perfectly smooth spheres because they just don't like it's just it's still like if it's someone that's trying to do like um you know uh, direct action that just no grasp of what pol- like political power and stuff is
2: yeah All no right. standard hopeless fucking useless absolutely fucking insane take
3: from the the good brain of toby young I do wonder. I do anyway. wonder with the with the art with the uh, for, order fourteen thing being put forward, might that might that possibly radicalise some of them? I don't no. know no.
0: Maybe no. maybe a handful, but I'm not gonna. I'm gonna say I'm, my money's on a lion's share of them not like, yeah. being like oh that's no, a lot of them. will mm. just
2: say, Oh well, that's bad. We can't protest this weekend, and that'll be that. Um, mm. it's, it's shit. We're flashing the pan stuff in about a year's time. Extinction Rebellion, either will have done some fucking serious soul-searching and re himself, themselves and done some real proper work with other leftist organisations that know how protest works, uh, like, as was mentioned on the climate change episode last week, uh, Green and Black Cross. Anything like that, that might happen, but it's doubtful, because the leadership of it don't want to participate like that. They want to do something that in their eyes is different and accessible, but it's hmm. not effective. And... They're either going to realise that and do something about it, or they'll just fizzle out, because Aye. the police will just say, no, you can't come out and play today, and they'll go, oh, <laughs> okay, and that's that'll be it. Aye, good point. Anyway, after that shit take, let's have a few more smaller shit takes in the form of comment <laughs> or commentary, shall we? <laughs> whoop, whoop! Oh, no, no. I'm ready for that. I'm
3: ready
0: oh, to these have trees, my life these... even more. These always fry my brain.
3: (laughs) They're
2: designed to fry your brain, yours specifically. (laughs) So, um, for anyone that doesn't know how comment or commentary app works, I have went to some horrible places on the internet where I have found some comments. I have found some articles written by people who could be writing comments and you would never know it was them. And I have compiled them all, and you need to guess, are they a comment... Or was this person fucking paid for this article?
0: It really, really does boggle the mind when you think how much some people are paid to just, you know, just shit directly into their hands and then just (laughs) smear it on, (laughs) smear it on their keyboard.
3: It boggles the mind. I mean, it
2: is until you remember that it's actually an incredibly nepotistic institution, journalism, and then Mm. it makes total sense.
1: Right, let's uh, meritocracy, start off with the first eh? One.
2: Oh, it's great. You've got to love it. Right. Channel Four is a disgrace for broadcasting this.
1: Comment. It long mm-hmm. since Best gave comments. up even
2: a pretense of even-handedness. Luckily, mm-hmm. it could fit the it could fit the interview in as the first twenty-five minutes of most programmes is given over to Trump bashing on arcane matters uh, okay. of zero interest <laughs> to UK viewers. The IRA interview, though, was a last desperate attempt to avoid a deal on Brexit it will backfire, not least because it will remind viewers again why they can't trust Corbin. Comment or commentary.
1: I'm sticking up. with my initial thoughts, so I'm going to comment.
2: So same here.
1: I think comment as well, actually.
2: Okay. Yep, you're all right, it's a comment. For <laughs> a <bonus laughs> point, would anyone like to guess where from? BBC.
3: Uh, um, oh, I'm going to possibly say don't... the channel for website? What? I don't think they do comments. Oh, X- okay.
0: Express. I'm going
3: to Express. guess Express. Cool. Sam, so, you stuck sticking with Channel 4? Uh, well, I've just been told it's not the case, so let's go. Uh, no, with no, the I, main.
1: I may be wrong. Oh. I may be wrong.
3: Okay, then let's go with Channel 4. I'll go with the first guess. Okay. You're all wrong. It was called <laughs> was Free.
0: Ah, oh, wow. wow. Okay. Yep, that
2: Jesus. was the Guardian, yep. Okay, next one up. Extinction Rebellion's inconveniencing of working people's lives isn't a mere tactic. It is the fundamental essence of this movement that dreams of plunging us back into the poverty that we only recently escaped from. Comment. Um, Commentary. That's Sorry, Can can
0: you just quickly read that again, please?
2: Yep. Exiles. inconveniencing of working people's lives isn't a mere tactic. It's the fundamental essence of this movement that dreams of plunging us back into the poverty that we only recently escaped from.
0: Uh, yeah, that sounds like, uh, I'm going uh, commentaria in the mail mm. anyone sure. any
2: advances on it
3: commentaria in the express okay
1: Michael it's definitely commentary. I just can't think where it was posted I'm going to go comment is free again
2: right okay okay um it is. Oh really? It is okay. commentary. Ah. Oh. However, you're all wrong again on the source. Oh wow. That came from Spiked Online, and it was <laughs> oh, Brendan
0: Spiked O'Neill on dead. <laughs> Oh man, I I I I know Spikes and Spiked like exist, but I just I'm. Um, I don't know. I just don't feel like I, they're. They're, they're insane takes i feel like are so far beyond me i don't even want to guess if it's them like 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 spe- it's like speaking like the dark Lord's language in uh, from uh, lord of the rings or something <laughs>
2: right let's go for another one now to british people imperialist means the will to extend one's own borders by subjugating other countries to one's language culture customs religion and so on by suppression and by force If the EU were imperialist, I'm sure it would have already swallowed up Turkey rather than blocking its accession. Is this deliberately misleading or a boo-boo? Comment or commentariat? Ooh, that was tough.
1: Subjugate and boo-boo indicate commentariat to me.
3: I would be inclined to agree with you on that, with your reasoning.
0: I'm going to say comments. I feel like that was just like a weird, sort of half-poignant, half-what? So I feel like that's insane enough to be comment, but uh, I'm prepared to be wrong.
2: Okay, it was a comment. Oh, yes, baby! <laughs> and it came from Comment is Free. Oh, yeah, yeah. With, <laughs> if it was going to be comment, it had to come from Comment is Free. Oh, yeah. Right. Oh, brace yourself for this one.
0: Oh, God, I'm, put, I'm, put, I'm putting all my comment and commentary at seatbelt right now.
2: <laughs> Feminism? Oh, no. oh, has stripped us of our dignity <laughs> as women and stolen our natural right to the nurturing, the calm and aesthetic the meticulous and artistic the affectionate and pure feminism has reduced women to cheap imitations of men a role we will only ever fill poorly it has made a mockery of our real feminine abilities and defiled our bodies once the sacred possession of husbands who could protect and serve us. Comment or commentariat we were talking exactly
3: commentariat
1: we were so just... talking just before the show started when we were looking for an article for you to read and we've already established uh, Isabel Oakshot hasn't written anything in the last week so I'm not <laughs> sure where you found that <laughs> Oh, um, uh, apart from,
0: like, the weird, like, um, you know, uh, assertion that a a woman should be the property of her husband, um, (laughs) like, all the problems that she raises there are basically the fall of capitalism. Like, like, oh, damn, feminism has made, like, women's lives harder and made it worse. It's actually no no women would have a lot more room as would men as well if we uh, you know to have a nurturing and art and creativity filled life but um, the crushing bone grinder of capitalism has made it so <laughs> women's lives are also shit so um, uh, yeah Commentary I'm, I'm, I'm commentariat though uh, oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I'm going yeah. to commentariat though
3: any particular source uh the spectator I can definitely see.
0: I I'm gonna say spectator as well, but this is I feel like that's a blind guess more than anything.
2: Yeah, okay, you're alright, it's commentary. Yeah. But that didn't come from the spectator. That came from conservative women. Oh Ugh.
0: conservative Women. Oh, yeah. oh, there's so many there's so many like dog shit publications, it's hard <laughs> to remember all of them exist. <laughs> yeah, no, that was a bit of bit of a cheap shot, um,
2: but it was uh, by a merit. Corrigan, her name is Merritt.
0: Mark Corrigan's wife.
3: <laughs> what? <laughs> the wife he deserves. <laughs> yeah. God, Christ, I dis- uh, so despise some of these fucking yeah, people. Yeah, that's it's quite
2: easy to do. You should try actually fucking establishing <laughs> yeah. all of these takes into one easy document to yeah. You your eyes you try
0: over. you you try taking a pickaxe into the hot takes mines.
2: Yeah, right, I've got the, the last one and the next one. We've got Rob to thank for this. Thanks, Rob. I'm sure the deluded hardline tree-huggers who turned out at the Treasury really do believe they can change the world. Then again, so did
3: the Bader-Meinhof gang. <laughs> <laughs> Hang on, isn't that just an That's... extension of the article you just read us?
0: I mean... I'm going co- I'm going commentary out with that one. <laughs>
2: I... I don't know, yeah, I'm going to go right. with comment. You're going to go with comment? Cool. I Anyone think it's comment. You think it's comment? Okay, doke. It was in the Daily Mail. It was commentariat. Yes. Oh. And it was Richard Littlejohn. Oh, sure. <laughs> <it was, laughs> <was>. Absolute hero. <laughs> oh, the spiciest takes are always Rob's. He's so much better at oh. this than me. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, damn. Oh, well, that's enough brain rot there, I think. Um, yes, please. So, just as a little update um, for for our lovely listeners, um, we have a couple of episodes in the works that I think I'd like to tell you about just now. So, one of them will be released fairly soon. Um, the subject is video games. The main focus of it, rather than how good video games are, because they are good, is... Um, actually the bad extremely bad working practices within it so look forward to some good chat about um shitty working practices um union busting exploitative
1: marketization through loot boxes etc oh uh,
2: yep loads and loads of fucking lovely fun stuff that late stage capitalism has brought straight to your fucking tv screens um but also obviously, as always, some hopeful things in there as well, like some actually successful unionization efforts and stuff. So look forward to that. Um we also have another episode coming up on well, on socialism. Um, we're gonna
1: be doing It's good actually. A,
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> it's back this time in Pog Form.
0: <laughs> this time in pod form. <laughs> <Aye>.
1: <laughs>
2: yeah, yeah, baby. So <laughs> we're gonna do a little um call it a primer, call it an introduction, maybe maybe you know as a listener you know someone that isn't too up on it you think you really want to get them into a podcast you really want to think give them something else to think about um we want to try and treat it as a bit of a resource so we're going to hopefully get a good one that'll be out in a while we don't have a set date for that one yet um but we are working on it and we think it will become part of a kind of small series of episodes that are going to be a little more focused on not so much the ideology but the the easy the easy ideas and the easy practice of socialism and what's involved in it. Um so babies first political
0: one... action in socialism. <laughs> <Fun>.
2: <laughs> Basically, yeah.
1: Praxis for dummies.
2: Yeah. So we'll we'll get that out at some point soon as well. We are looking forward to putting that one out. We've got a couple of other episode ideas kind of floating about just now for more deep divey kind of things. Um they'll come through. We also reckon we'll probably have a news update um again next week. Um, considering all of the shenanigans that will be happening over the weekend uh, by the yeah, time the, I even release this um, yeah this is already going to be out of date by the
1: time it's out <laughs> yeah, yeah um,
2: shit's moving too fast again so we'll see how that one goes but yeah um, you can find us on Twitter at PraxisCast um, keep an eye there we also have for reasons as yet unknown to you or us uh, registered the Twitch account at the same name at PraxisCast so keep an eye out there. Um,
0: uh, we and... also we also have um, an upcoming sort of YouTube channel for uh, which will hopefully um, have uh, closed captions. So if you know someone who's hard of hearing who uh, wants to listen to the podcast, they will be able to access the resource. Uh, they will be able to access the podcast through YouTube. Hopefully, uh, promising results on one of our episodes. Um, more to come on this soon.
2: Yeah, a bit of a slog, but it's definitely worth it. Even if it gives us one more listener, we're happy to do that it kind of work for them. Um, yeah, so, um, yeah, I think that's us for this week.
0: Oh, um, uh, whatever. Should we, should we just end it there?
2: Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's, let's just <laughs> end it there, shall we?
3: Lots of love. Bye bye.